Shut up, Jackson. What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 36 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about two teams who finally seem to be going in opposite directions. I'm saying finally because the Jaguars kind of stumbled over themselves for a little bit. One of those teams is the Jacksonville Jaguars. The other is the Houston Texans. I am one of your hosts, Oscar Barkas. And I'm your other host, Sam McFadden. Oscar, it's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, and and I, I got to apologize. I'll apologize for Sam, too. We just forgot. <laughs> Guys, we, uh, we're not professionals here. We lead busy lives. Sometimes things happen. But yeah, we so the last episode we did was the car pod that we did on the way to College Station. And we realized as we were setting up the show doc for this episode that that was more than three weeks ago, <laughs> which doesn't feel like that long ago, to be fair. It does not, but it, it, it in fact was. But we can make up for it by giving you the best damn podcast you've ever heard. So why don't we just hop in? It will it. be. I've got a quick question for you, Oscar. Shoot it my way. Let's do it. And it comes. It comes with uh, some uh, some pictures, and I I recommend that you guys out there pull this up. Also, what is the worst NFL mascot? And I'm gonna put some pictures into the chat if I can here, real quick, and show you because there's a couple of yeah, categories please. when we're talking about bad mascots. Um, and I, I personally have a choice for sure, but there are several teams that have chosen to just have a grimy old man as their mascot. Uh, namely, here's the 49ers mascot, if it'll load uh, here in a second. And he's a minor. Yeah, he, uh, he's just trying to do an honest day's work. And you know what? I'm sure he's good at his job. He's not meant to be in front of so many people. Uh, Mitch said, as a former mascot, I love this conversation. Yep. Um, worse than that, though, worse than him, maybe the worst of the humanoids is uh, the Buccaneers pirate. Oh, yeah. Captain Fear. Yeah. Um, followed closely by the Saints mascot, which I... I don't know if I've ever seen this before because I don't remember him looking like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's got the world. Oh man, it's him. he's got the world's it's biggest chin. What's um, his name? His name is uh, Sir Saint. Okay, he um, he sucks. Yeah, I'm also going to do a lot better than that. If if we're going to talk about low effort, kind of looks like it was made by a bunch of high schoolers. Kansas City's mascot, Casey Wolf. Yeah. Very low effort. I do like him because his pants are really big and they like, yeah, and he they does move like them a hula around. hoop yeah. type thing. Um, but yeah. Creepiest face goes to the Chargers, I think. And and feel free to disagree with me at any point. Boltman. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, terrible. But. And tell me if you've ever seen this before, because I certainly have not. What I think takes the cake 
is the Raider Rusher. He, um, <laughs> he's. <laughs> oh, I've he seen that guy no, before. He has no torso. I like it. He's just a big old head with arms and legs. Um, <laughs> and he. I, like I hate him. him. I, I hate like him. him. I'm going to say it. I hate him. He looks like Mike Wazowski with two eyes. Yeah, I guess, but too human. Too human. Yeah, he is too human. It's like a and I, it's like a football helmet, but with arms and legs. I just want to give a shout out, though. This is off topic, but if we're talking about mascots, I want to give a shout out, and I implore everyone out there to look this guy up to the Oklahoma State mascot, and look up the mascot uh, sometime, and look at try to get a good look, a close up of a face. He's disgusting. He looks like a, yeah. I feel like we've talked about this. He's before. a creepy old man. And I hate him. They could do so much better than I that. hate him so much. Pistol Pete. Anyway, um, that wasn't now much. Our show doc is 18 pages long. Oh, you deleted yep. it. I, I, went, I wasn't much of a question, but um, are there any other mascots that come to mind that are just terrible? Uh, not really off the top of my mind. Honestly, I'm, I'm bad at mascots. Like NBA, you see a lot more. That's NFL, fair. I feel like you never see mascots. I'll put uh, I'll put our Dallas Mavs on blast. The basketball headed man, Mavs man. So Mavs, Mavs man Mavs. got a makeover this off season. We're getting so off topic. Did he really? He now looks like a low budget Power Ranger, which is better. I get. I don't. They should get rid of him. They already have the horse guy. Why do they need? Oh my goodness! Yeah, he does. They should go back to the basketball. <laughs> or just only have one mascot. Oh, come on. Uh, All right. So what, uh, wait, no, no, no. Final, final topic here. Sort yeah. of on topic. Uh, the Spurs mascot, the Spurs Coyote, goaded mascot. He looks like he is on oh my goodness, a one of the best. bender. <laughs> oh, one of the best. I love that man. He came to my elementary school. In fourth grade, I remember it to this day, and performed at our, at our amphitheater. We had an outside amphitheater he performed at. And oh my goodness, oh, I was starstruck. <laughs> I will remember to the day. He came over, he was spinning a basketball in his hand. He popped it up, caught it on a pencil, handed the pencil to me, and it kept spinning. And it was, it, it, it blew Whoa. my mind. It was incredible. That just blew my mind. That's nuts. Right? What a, I mean, come on. I was like, what, like seven or eight? Yeah. Incredible. Uh, um, I also want to give a shout out to maybe the, the, maybe the most dedicated mascot of all time. And that's Mitchell Cowart yeah. in his high school as the mascot. I don't remember what the mascot was, but if the, anyone the has Oilers, pride, right? if anyone has mascot Heroin pride, high school? it's that man. I'm sure Mitchell let us know in the chat. Yeah, they are the Oilers. Um, Rocky Roughneck. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Uh, <laughs> to answer your original question, I think the Chargers Boltman or whatever his name was takes the cake. That dude freaks me out. He, his face is bad. His face is bad. I've never me. seen that before, but uh, I never need to see it again. Okay, my question more a little more serious 
It's the fantasy trade deadline on most platforms. And we've seen a lot of trades already this week in our main league. Well, I'm sure if we have time, we'll talk about a couple later. Um, what is your advice? Oh, no, no. I, I tried to think of this question before. If you receive a bad trade... <laughs> This is topical. <laughs> what keeps you from being like, fuck you? <laughs> okay, so good question because it happens a lot. It happened recently. I mean, this stuff this stuff does happen. And often a lot of people who play fantasy football, when they try and trade, they're just trying to rip you off, basically. Yeah. Which is messed up. You shouldn't do that. Like, come on. Most, most people aren't that stupid. Um, most people. And so I got a couple of bad offers recently and I responded very differently to them. One of which I feel like i maybe came off a little too aggressive. Um, <laughs> they sent me an offer for my, one of my best players and it was not close. It was a bunch of nothing players really. And like a not very good pick for my, like basically my best player. And I came back and I was like, first off, this is not even close, man. Like I like, I'm very like I'm very clearly trying to win this year. You're trying to get my best player, and you're giving me and and you're giving me nothing in return. Like, not even close. <laughs> and I I felt bad because he came back and in, in the next text he mentioned at one point like sorry to sorry I offended you like I, I didn't mean that like I'm, I'm sorry and I was just like I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend responding that way because it dissuades people from sending you offers in the future. You shouldn't do that. Um, one that, uh, I, it's not, it's not uh, like you can definitely be like, Hey, this is not even close, which I, I say that often. Um, but like with some trades, I just, I'll just straight up decline it, you know? Um, and that usually gets the point of us. If I, if I straight up decline and don't say anything back, like that's, that's a good, yeah, that's a good note for you barometer yeah yeah i uh i always try to respond in some way because it pisses me off when i pour time into a trade and someone just declines and doesn't say anything but it is hard when trades are like so shitty uh terrible but I do always try and be like, hey, you know, X player I'm trying to ha- hang on to, or I'm willing to trade X player. The value just was not there. But it is hard. I mean, I'm usually, I'll usually send a, I'll usually send an offer back. Yeah. Um, but what I don't appreciate is people who have sent me four to six really terrible trades over the course of a couple of weeks. If you're going to continue to do that, let's just not waste our time here. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's uh, we'll, we'll talk more fantasy in a little bit, maybe. Uh, let's shift into some sports-wide headlines before we get into Texans-Jags talk. Sports-wise... The last time we talked, we were going into the World Series. The World Series ended now a week and a half or two weeks ago. 
Astros won. Big yep. win. Beat the Phillies in six. Uh, very, very good night for Oscar. And I'm, I'm happy. I stand by baseball not mattering. I stand by not rooting for the Astros. Um, yeah, I'm unhappy. I'm genuinely unhappy with how this is working for me. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, fair enough. Then again, it's a baseball, it's a baseball world series. So it's like a half, a half, a half, a uh, championship for the city. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I, uh, it's like if, uh, it's like if Houston had a lacrosse team, Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, I think they do have a lacrosse team, which makes that even worse. But um, my feelings about baseball remain the same, which is it's not fun to watch until it's the playoffs and only when you have a team that you're really vying for. But I'm really happy for one man in particular, and that is Jeremy Pena. He was a rookie this year. He won the gold glove, won the World Series, won the World Series MVP, should have won Rookie of the Year, wasn't even on the ballot, which is bullshit. Uh, And so he can't really have a better year in his career ever. So good for him. Okay. Fantastic year. Incredible, incredible, incredible. Um, I would just like to take this moment to say, hey, baseball, kind of weird that, that basically anyone can just be a rookie like you can be a rookie you can be a rookie you can yeah. be in the feeder system for years and then you're a rookie that doesn't sit right with me it the rookie rookie being so fluid like that doesn't make any sense um you shouldn't be like a 25 to 27 year old rookie that's really stupid so i mean some of these guys played in like like Jeremy Pena, for instance, I believe played in like the uh, South American leagues for a long time, which is, so he like didn't play American baseball. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We, we, we have made our point clear. Neither one of us cares too much about baseball. Do you want to talk about your Jaguars? I will. I will go ahead and do that. Um, it's been a couple weeks. I'll just run you guys through real quick what's happened since then. Not a whole lot of greatness, uh, to be quite honest with you. Um, we lost to the Broncos 21-17. to We came back. We won against the Raiders 27-20. And we lost to the Chiefs 27-17 last week. And we are now on a bye week. A um, couple of things of note. The loss to the Broncos. Extraordinarily winnable game. The tale of the season this year for the Jaguars is, honestly, we are, you know, 10 or 12 plays away from vying for first in our division. Um, just outright being first in the division. Yeah, I I think walked us through um, last episode – how every single game we've lost, except for maybe one of them, um, has been pretty close, has been due to stupid mistakes. And um, 
you know, the the difference between good teams and bad teams are the stupid mistakes and winning games they should win. And we clearly don't do that. Uh, we beat the Raiders. We did, but the Raiders are absolutely terrible. So we, bad. We did man. come back and win that game. One of the many comeback wins that the Raiders have allowed this season. And yeah. uh, so that was wonderful. It was nice to see, at the very least, it was against the Raiders to so take it with a grain of salt, but it was very nice to see that we were down big. Yeah, it was 17 to zero yeah, at half, yeah, down right? 17 0. 17 0. And uh, we came back 21 unanswered. And knowing that we are capable of that is nice to know. Um, yeah. Then we came back and we lost to the Chiefs, which everyone expected. We were supposed to lose that game. But again, I mean, we could have. I think that game was closer than 10 points. Yeah, it was winnable. And, you know, I did what I hate to hear. I, I was a hypocrite because I walked away from that game uh, cursing out the refs because of a couple of calls late in the, late in the game that killed two, two, our last two drives um, that I thought were bad calls. But there's a bunch of plays in an NFL game, and we did a lot of stuff really wrong there at the end um, that lost us that game. Really, really unfortunate. Um, it's been excruciating to watch the Jaguars at times this season. Um, but we're on a bye week, and we can't lose to the bye week. Can't embarrass yes. ourselves bye week. Um, a high note. Here, okay, here's the low note is Trevor Lawrence has looked very volatile. And you see moments of greatness where you're like, man, he can when like when it's clicking, it's really clicking. But those aren't super frequent right now, which is alarming. And it's not it isn't happening over extended periods of times, which is alarming. Um, the best thing that we've seen in the last three, four weeks, three, four, five weeks, is Travis Etienne and the usage he's got. Oof. He's been lighting the world on fire up until last week. It was a bit of a disappointing week. Part of it was game script. He didn't get as many touches that, that game. He only had 14. Um, but he's been absolutely fantastic, and I'm eating crow now because earlier in the season, I, I back when we had James Robinson, my beautiful boy, who is now a dead, <laughs> um, I said that Travis Etienne doesn't have the type and isn't the type of player to be a bell cow back. And that's exactly what he's been the last four weeks. And he's looked fantastic doing it. Um, will, like, would his body keep up over a long period of time doing that? Remains to be seen. But at the very least, we have a really, really fun dynamic option on offense that, we can, that we're using heavily. My big, one of my biggest qualms with the Jaguars in the first half of the season was we would use like, – he would see 10 touches in the first half and he would do great with them. And then we wouldn't use them at all in the second half, and it made no sense. They've stopped doing that, which is great. Um, also, it's worth mentioning that before the trade deadline, the Jaguars added Calvin Ridley to the team, which obviously he's still suspended for the rest of the year on the gambling stuff. That's a whole can of worms. But he will be back. Um, he will be back at the start of next season, healthy, hopefully in shape. And we did not trade that much to get him. 
And if it turns out well, we traded him a set. We traded what a second and a fifth. You traded a fourth rounder next year, like in yep. this coming draft, and anywhere from a second to a fourth in the following draft. And it's conditional. There was a, there was a fifth involved in that trade, though. Oh, so it's a fifth rounder this coming draft, and anywhere yeah. from a and second to a fourth. Second to fourth. Yeah, so which and is totally fine. Super good. I yeah, like it. Calvin Ridley is fantastic. I was super. I was really surprised that they that the Falcons did that. Um, I sort of. I wonder why. I mean, good chance that this is going to be a second rounder in two drafts. But there's like a pretty significant chance that he's reinstated this offseason and a team is like, here's a second rounder in this coming draft. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't get why either. they didn't do that, but maybe they just didn't want but, to go around anymore. I think it's been, it's only, I mean, we're, you add Calvin Ridley's to this team, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, the immortal man will probably still be around. Zay Jones has looked really good in spurts this season. Travis Etienne in the backfield. That's starting to look like a really fun offense. And yeah, you move, you add Calvin Ridley and that shifts Kirk down to like the one B and Zay yep. Jones to like the definite wide receiver three. And then that's a phenomenal yep. core. Absolutely. And we've seen over and over again, what have we seen the last, you know, five, six years of the league? Wide receivers matter a lot right now. A ton. A lot. All the best teams have really good wide receivers. Most of them have really good wide receivers. Baltimore Ravens, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> not to hurt Devin Duvernay's uh, feelings, but, um, but yeah, the, the Jaguars, there's not a whole lot to celebrate right now. Um, I don't think it's out of the question that we could still vie for this division. It would take a lot, though. We're several games behind the Titans. The only reason I say it is because the Titans simply aren't that great. They've had phenomenal kick coaching, and they've played really well. But I think that they've been out kicking their coverage as far as like winning games and stuff like that. And so I think it's within the realm of possibilities if that they lose a good number of games here in the last half of the season. And you still play them twice, You still play them right? twice. Like, that matters a lot. Well, that matters everything. And, of course, all of this doesn't matter if we can't win football games, which we've proven that it's very, very, very difficult for us to do that. Uh, But the good news is that the Jaguars, when they are clicking, when they are actually at their best, are a very dangerous team. Play with anybody. We were in that game for a long time against the Chiefs last week. And they're one of the best teams in the league. What I'm saying is, like, we are we can play with, like you said, we can play with anybody on any given week. It's just most weeks we don't even show up to the game, basically. And closing has been tough. Oh, terrible. It's been terrible. But, again, it's a super young team, first-year coaching staff, basically, and I know that your feelings are mixed on calling this a rookie season for Trevor, but, like, basically his first real year in the NFL. It's like with the Spurs, the Spurs are a very talented team at this point. Like they're in every game, but the fourth quarter just sucks. And that's what the Jags are looking like. Like 
there's so much young talent that's obviously clicking really well, staying in every game. It's just the fourth quarter has not been very kind to the Jaguars. Yep. It'll be interesting. We're going to have a, I mean, the most likely scenario with this season is we end up bad. We have a semi, like a, like a pretty good pick in the first round and we keep building. And I, I like what I've seen from Doug Peterson for the most part. I like what I've seen from a lot uh, from our defense for the most part. Um, but there's still a lot of problems with the squad. All right, you want to you want to give us the lowdown on the Texans the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's, I mean, not much. Three losses in a row. Uh, technically, we were in every game. Technically, uh, lost seventeen to ten to the Titans. Lost twenty nine to seventeen to the Eagles, but they scored a late touchdown. Lost twenty four to sixteen to the Giants, but they scored a late touchdown. Uh, I wrote down how every running back's done against us. <laughs> Derrick Henry had 219 yards and two touchdowns. And that was his fourth 200-yard game in a row against the Texans. <laughs> um, so which he is, pretty bad against the run. <laughs> which is almost unbelievable. Like, that is nuts. Yeah. I mean, here's the question for you. Would you rather uh, Derrick Henry put up four 200-yard games in a row against the Texans or have him have what the Jaguars have with him, which is maybe one of the best runs we've seen in the last like decade where he won the game on a 90-yard touchdown run where he absolutely stiff arms and slams in the ground your best defenders and makes the entire team like look like fools? Yeah, I guess the good thing is no one's really talking about that streak. No. That, that play the, of Derrick Henry and the Jaguars, it hap- you see it almost every Sunday. It's on, it's on one of the broadcasts, yeah. like, startup montages. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. Yeah, so that's tough. Uh, we both have – I mean, it's just tough when one of the teams in the division has Derrick Henry, another has Jonathan Taylor, and then it looks like – our teams also have really good running backs and Travis Etienne and Damian Pierce. So we're just like absolute powerhouse running teams, I guess. But Derrick Henry has been especially brutal. Uh, then t- the Eagles, Miles Sanders had 93 yards and a touchdown. He, he received by far the least carries of the three running backs. And then Saquon had his career high in rush attempts. He had 35 rushes. For 152 yards in a gen. So the strategy to beat the Texans is source feed your running back because eventually they're going to break one for 40, 50 yards and win the game. Uh, in the yep. Titans game, and let's flip to the offense, the Texans didn't crack 100 yards until the fourth quarter. And the Titans have a good defense, but that's like – you put a college team out there against an NFL and they (laughs) didn't crack a hundred yards until the disgusting, disgusting, uh, do backbreaking interceptions in the game against the Eagles. Uh, This was on Thursday night and (laughs) 
Yeah, the, I guess the good thing about that game was everyone knew the Eagles were going to win, and it was the night of the game six of the World Series, so no one really watched Davis Mills be bad, but uh, disappointing. And then against the Giants, Mills had the basically game ceiling red zone interception. We were driving with a chance to take the lead uh, through a pick. But Nico Collins was back for the first time in like four or five games, and he caught a touchdown. So silver lining, I guess. How Nico Collins? How do you feel about this season? Good, bad, and different. Fine. I feel pretty good actually. He looks better than Brandon Cooks, which is not hard because I, mean, I have to imagine Brandon Cooks is not going to be a Texan after this year. For sure. For sure. So, so after that, and if they don't add anyone, which they will, oh, we'll we'll definitely add. They will definitely be adding. I would the best receiver on the team after that. Yeah, and I don't. I I am pretty much a hundred percent confident that he is not a wide receiver one in the NFL. But he's shown enough to be like a Mike Williams esque player, big, fast, can moss people. Um. Why are you smirking? Uh, the player I was going to – oh, what's his name? Hold on, hold on. I, I was going to make a different reference. Um, uh, he's, more of a, he's more of a Kelvin Benjamin type. Oh, no, do not. Do not put that re- evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Uh, but he's been all right. He, like I said, he's been better than Brandon Cooks this season, which is not that hard considering Brandon Cooks has essentially given up. Um. He's he got that chance. Yeah, I think that got called back actually. Oh yes, it did. You're right. Uh, he that <laughs> uh, speaking of Brandon Cooks, more incompetence from the Texans. It has been basically reported that the Cowboys offered a second round pick, a fifth round pick, and offered to take on some of the salary of Brandon Cooks next year. Like half of it. And uh, why can't I think of his name? Our general manager said no. Nick Casario Nick said Casario. no. Which he wanted us to take all of it on. Which is horrendous. And I don't know if there was ownership influence there, like wanting to get rid of the entire salary, but those are two, like, pretty, at least one premium pick. And then a fifth rounder is not nothing. Um, and the Texans are losing. Like, just get rid of them anyway. What does it matter if you have like nine million in dead cap next year? Zero, zero, zero. Uh, but yeah, Brandon Cooks will be traded in the off season. He uh, will not fetch that return in the off season. But like you said, we will be adding at wide receiver. I would have to guess unless one of the two picks that we have in the first round is defense, we probably go quarterback and then receiver. I would think so. Cause I mean, when you, if you're going to put in a potential first overall pick on a quarterback, you'd like to have someone to throw to again, you know, no diss on Nico Collins, but he's not a wide receiver one. Uh, have you heard of Philip Dorsett before? I mean, Philip Dorsett is the GOAT. Yeah. 
Uh, he's, the Texans he's a classic fifteenth uh, man on a fantasy roster for not for a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, probably not anymore. But yeah, for a lot of years. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, adding a wide receiver, the Texans just picked up Amari Rogers today, so that's exciting. Am I thinking of the wrong guys? Isn't what's the name of the guy for the Packers that always fumbles the ball? Amari Rodgers. They cut him that's what I this thought. week because he fumbled oh. another punt. Um, luckily, the Texans have two very good returners in Tremont Smith and Desmond King, so he will not have to do any of that. But he was a third rounder out of Clemson, so that's something. Uh. He can fumble the ball for you guys. Yeah, he has eight career receptions and seven career fumbles. Really bad. So, impressively bad. So, uh, but again, he will not be doing punt return, which is where he had all seven of those fumbles. And and I think the coach should just sit down with him and say, hey, listen. Two hands on the ball. Else, if nothing else, like the only thing I want to see from you is when you touch the ball – both hands on it. You do not fumble. If you fumble the ball, we're cutting it. You're gone. Fall down. Anyway, too much time on Amari Rodgers when we could be talking about Eno Benjamin, who the Texans also picked up this week. Uh, no, but in reality, we now sit first overall in the draft. We have a half-game lead on the Raiders, who are second, and a full-game lead on everyone else that's vying for that, which is pretty nice. Um, we also have the Browns pick and they've won a little too much for my liking, especially considering Deshaun's almost back. Um, but the only game that I want to see the Texans win the rest of the year is that Browns game. Number one, just for vengeance, but also because that would bump their pick up and our pick is already going to be sitting close to the top anyway. So. You know, I'd like to see um, how many people scream at Deshaun Watson for the things that he's done and that have also rostered him in their fantasy league. Yeah, no, probably a lot. Don't be that guy. Probably a lot. Uh, do not be that guy. I, Again, you don't have to worry about that from either one of us. The fantasy world as a whole should just band together and have a pact of no one's touching this guy. We're just not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I think that that'll be a sold out game if I had to guess. In oh, Houston. my God. I, it better be. I mean, if it's not, it's in Houston, right? Yeah. yeah that'd be a fun game to go to. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be loud in there. Anyway, we play the Commanders this week, who are now 5-5. Five and five. They beat the previously undefeated Eagles. Uh, they're going to beat us. It'll just be by how much. I think they're favored by 5.5, something like that. We'll talk about that later. We've right. got to pick some games, speaking of. Um, Ooh. This is big time. This is. <laughs> We just we just have not uh, kept up with the game spread pickums. We should do a season tally, but I think it's too late for that. Maybe it's too late. Maybe at the end of the season we might do a 
Yeah. Do it. We'll see. We'll see. Speaking of season tallies, though, I am leading Sam 79 to 70 in our team draft tracker. Uh, we'll do. I'd like to take this moment to just just go ahead and put this on the record in in uh, on our podcast for uh, perpetuity's sake. I am officially accusing Oscar Barkas of witchcraft. Yeah, and cheating. I am an Astros fan, um, so that's always a yeah. It, it literally, it, 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 you're a cheater. I don't know how you've done it. I don't know what you did to me. What what sort of spells? What black magic you used. But you say all this, and yet you won last year. Uh, and that was fair and square, you know? Okay. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, Oscar, see, Oscar is the, the type of guy, if you're wondering who you should root for in this, Oscar, <laughs> think of it this way. the pe- Most of the people that he has backing him in this team draft are like the elite, the rich, the, the one percenters. I'm the right. worst candidate here i'm the blue collar just like grind it out get your hands dirty um you know just like take pride in your work sort of guy uh sort of team draft guy so you know just keep that in mind when you think of who you should be rooting for um and you know what me and the rest of the working class are going to storm up into your ivory tower and take you down by the end of the season that's all i gotta say Sam is essentially team draft Robin Hood is what he's saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, All right. Well, Mr. Robin Hood, I am going to let you pick the first game then. There we go. Titans are playing in Green Bay, and Green Bay is favored by three points. Oh, yep. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take – see, it would be so like them to – to lose to Tennessee right <laughs> after being the Cowboys. Despite the Cowboys and make us feel like crap. I'm going to go with Green Bay, though. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with them. They're feeling good after that after that comeback win. I just talked about I don't think Tennessee is as good as their record is. That's that. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Next game is Chicago at Atlanta. Game of the week. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta minus three. Over under 60 total rushing attempts between the two teams. Um, over. I don't think either one's getting ahead too far, so I think they're just going to run the ball into the ground. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields is sure as electric, though. Oh, my goodness. He's been incredible. I just – I don't know. Do you, I mean, do you think it holds up, like, rest of season? Well, no, I don't think that he's going to have another 60-yard rushing touchdown for the that's, fourth that's, straight week, but he's been good. Chicago's actually fun to watch now. Atlanta, not yeah, so much. Yeah, which is freaking wild. Biggest um, turnaround season is Chicago from week one to now. And in, not, not in like actually being good at football or like winning games, but watchability. Yeah, they're always on red zone, which is nuts. Uh, the I'm going to take the Bears. Take the Bears. Ah, wow. Okay. Underdogs. I like it. Cleveland at Buffalo. Buffalo is our eight. Buffalo is an eight point favorite. I'm hammering Buffalo. Uh, they just lost in a absolutely unbelievable game. Game of the year candidate to the Vikings. 
in a ridiculous way. They have to be mad. I don't think it's, it is in a ton of snow. So that makes me a little less likely to pick them, but I think they're pissed off. I think Cleveland is just kind of like the unfortunate, the unfortunate recipient of this. Um, Yeah. And uh, it's like, it's like when you see those things where, uh, someone gets bullied so they go and bully someone smaller than them to to make themselves feel better. I think that's what's about to happen to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I will say it's going to be a running back game, running game game, just because there's like actually six feet of snow projected in Buffalo. And Cleveland has the advantage on the ground, except – that the Bills have an actual superhuman at quarterback who will run it himself if he has to. So uh, I like that pick. I don't mind taking the points there, though. The Eagles are playing in Indianapolis, who is the field good story of the year after uh, Jeff Saturday came in and they beat the Raiders. I don't think that continues. And even though Philly is favored by seven, I'm taking the Eagles. I think you have to. I mean, <laughs> Jeff Saturday was working as a ESPN analyst a week ago. Uh, so, yeah, there's only so much like good feelingness that can. It only goes for so long, right? Um, yeah. Uh, next game: New York Jets at New England. New England is our New England is three point favorite. I am going to take the Jets because I simply want to. I think New England's the better choice, but I'm all in on the Jets this year. All yeah, of them. that's fair. It's fun. They're way too. They're way better. Like they're they're doing way better than they should be. They beat the Bills. Like what are they doing? <laughs> Uh, their defense is good, man. Their yeah. defense might be top five, which is nuts. And uh, I'm sorry to say this, but Sauce is really freaking good. Yeah, I saw one of Houston's beat reporters who like wasn't even a beat reporter in Houston before when he made this claim, but he was like all in on Derek Stingley being like the best player in the draft. And he said this week, I was wrong. Stingley is going to be very good. Like he could make several Pro Bowls as a corner. Yeah. Sauce is generational, which which is oh, tough. fantastic. But you know, happy for New York, they deserve it, and it's going to be really tough to watch them sort out this Zach Wilson thing. So. It's going to be interesting to see how they ruin it because they will. They're the Jets. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Rams are playing in New Orleans. New Orleans. God. The Saints suck, and they're favored by three and a half points. Uh, it is worth mentioning Cooper Cup is was placed on IR today. Uh, he has a high ankle sprain, required surgery. I'm going to take the Rams, though. Three and a half. They just have to cover. The vibes around the Rams are terrible, my guy. Which they aren't better around the Saints. I get it, but I'm perfectly fine having the Saints here. Um, Detroit at the Giants. The Giants are only three point favorites. Which, if you know how lines work in the NFL, they always three points for home field advantage. 
which means that they're saying that the Giants and the Lions are the same. Which is yeah. super disrespectful. The Giants are seven and two, and, the, and Detroit is bad. Um, uh, the Lions have won two games in a row, so but they're bad. they're so bad. Oh my goodness! I've I've been turned into a Lions hater simply because people were trying to say that they were going to be good for way too long this season. Um, I'm taking the Giants. I hope they lose. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Giants lose because because the Cowboys need it, but. I'm taking the Giants because this line is stupid. Like it should, like this is not how it should be. Yeah, uh, they absolutely should be favored by more points. They're at home and they're seven and two, and <sighs> that's sad. Um, they're gonna drop one eventually, though. They they have to. They're not this good. I mean, yes, they're going to lose. They are maybe the most, as Wyatt, our buddy Wyatt likes to say, fraudulent of the top of the league right now. And I do expect them to lose a number of games here in the second half. It's not going to be to the Lions, though. I don't think so. I really yeah. don't. Uh, okay, is this line right? 13? Okay, the it Panthers are playing in Baltimore, and Baltimore is giving them 13 points. I'm taking the Panthers. That's just way too big a line. <laughs> Let's go. That's way Let's too big. Um, for selfish reasons, I hope Baltimore absolutely puts the pan on Carolina. Um, but again, like this is what we say every single week: lines that are double digit or more are usually a terrible idea to take. So I completely get it. Washington at Houston. Washington are three point is a three point favorite in that. I am going to take Washington. Um, the yeah, Eagles are feeling good. Houston's bad. There you go. Uh, speaking of the Commanders, did you? See, so now every white quarterback that wins the game is going to be in the chains on the airplane. That's just going to happen. Yep. In the video that was made, because Kirk Cousins originally did it like two weeks ago, they made the commanders made one of Taylor Heineke. <laughs> in it, he very clearly has well, he's got a bush light in his hand, and next to him is a cooler with like eight more, and I just, <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> I listen that video. So the Kirk Cousins videos are obviously clearly they're all much more into it. Like they're all, you know, they're having a ton of fun. This looks a lot more like low energy, but eight bush lights, like a like a full twelve pack of bush lights to yourself on a plane ride home after a big win. Yeah. Sign me up. Legendary. Like, put me Love back in man. junior year of college. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one last thing. We keep we keep rambling, but we're still under an hour, so we're good. Uh one of the Vikings corners, Chris Boyd, who's like their fourth or fifth corner, I think, commented on that video like, LMAO, they think they us. they stealing our shit, something like that. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Why? Why? Like, let people enjoy things. Also, all those videos are cringy as hell anyway, like, 
Anyway, Raiders are playing in Denver. Denver's favored by two and a half. I'm taking the Broncos, man. The Raiders look awful. Um, yeah, I think – I mean, what is the Broncos' record this season? Sorry, I, I need to know. Four and four? Four and five? I think this is really disrespectful to the Broncos. They're three and six. Okay, so maybe not that dis- – Maybe not that disrespectful. They're t- I mean, they've looked terrible, but like – they're saying that Las Vegas is better than them. Yeah. In Denver, and they're only favored by two and a half. I mean. It's going to be a gross, low-scoring game, even though both teams invested heavily in their offense. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Cincinnati are four-point favorites. I'm going to be taking Cincinnati here. Pittsburgh has yeah. has quickly become one of the teams that I just like don't want even a little bit of a part of. Um, even though TJ Watt is back. Yeah. He's playing. Which is big. Yeah, and he's gonna I mean, Joe Burrow was sacked like five or six times in week one against the Steelers. Didn't the Steelers win that yeah. game? The they Steelers did. did win that game, I'm pretty sure. Uh but doesn't matter. I would. I am sad that I have to take the Steelers here. Got to Dallas. Got to watch the whole thing in Minnesota. I'm not watching that whole game. <laughs> not watching that whole game. <laughs> Dallas is playing in Minnesota. The Cowboys are favored by one and a half. And my question to the score makers is: Did you watch what happened in Lambeau last weekend? Like the Cowboys looked good, but. I think the Vikings are better than the Packers. I hate it so much because as a Dallas fan, like we have everything to lose here. Why are we favored? Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, And like all the Minnesota fans are going to be like, wow, this team was favored if the Cowboys lose. It's bullshit. So clearly Oscar picked Minnesota. I have Dallas on that one. Um, Giants at at the Seahawks. Seattle is are the three point. Wait, 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 wait. I wrote this down wrong because we've already covered the Giants. Yeah, that game already happened. Yep. Sorry. Skip the other one. Hold <laughs> on. I can figure out which one it is. Uh, that might just be a. There might just. Oh be yeah, five. that's that's it. Yeah, we just don't have that one. Um, okay, yeah. we'll skip over that one. Sorry about that, guys. Um, Kansas City at the Chargers. Kansas City are uh, are favored by five and a half. I'm taking. Oh boy, oh boy, I'm taking Kansas City. I don't think both Mike Williams and Allen uh, and uh, Keenan Allen are going to be back. Um, I think that the Chargers are the Chargers. I've talked about them plenty on this podcast. Um, I do not have respect for that organization for wasting so much talent and so many years where they could have been so good. Um, that being said, I will secretly be rooting for them super hard. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, is Keenan Allen going to play again? Like ever, ever. Yes. He's going to play again. He keeps getting hurt though. What has happened? This It's like Michael Thomas, like. Is he going to play again? Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, you know, with that guy, we, we said this before, go back six years. And the thing, and, or five years even, maybe even four, and, and I was like, oh, Keenan Allen is super injury prone. 
He was. Yeah, yeah and then he played game. like three straight years. Fantastic. Yeah. And when he touches the field, he's fantastic. So, you know, I have faith. Um, Finish this off. Last last pick here. The Niners are playing in Arizona and are favored by eight points? Eight? Yeah. That's crazy. Didn't the Cardinals or five didn't and the four. Cardinals just beat the Seahawks two weeks ago? And then, yep. I don't know, did they even play last week? I don't remember. doesn't matter. Uh, that's a lot. I'm taking the Cardinals. They're at home. Kyler's back. Um, the 49ers, the respect that they are given – Makes no sense to me. They're a good team. I don't want to play them, all that stuff. But they're five and four. They're not this incredible juggernaut or anything like that. You know, I'm not, I'm not giving, I'm not in there. They're, you know, 11 points better than the, than the Cardinals, even though I talk very badly about the Cardinals. I don't like the Cardinals very much. I think this is ridiculous. Do we know if Kyler Murray is going to be back? I think so. And, Funny enough, that might make them worse. Like, Cole McCoy looked great last week. Yeah, and Murray's looked fine. Fine. Um, They have not made a decision yet on if he's going to play. Yeah, even if he doesn't, like, eight points is too much. The, The Niners have looked good, but not that good. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I really that means don't. that they're favored by eleven on a neutral site. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't make any 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 sense whatsoever. Um, I'm just trying to look back at their last how the season has gone. Um, they have losses to the Bears and the Broncos. Their wins are against the Seahawks, which is good. The Rams, which isn't that good. The Panthers, which isn't that good. They lost to the Falcons by 14. Um, They got absolutely obliterated by the Chiefs. They beat the Rams again, which is saying nothing. And then they just beat the Chargers by a little bit, which is without Mike Williams or Keenan Allen. Stupid. Where Herbert has jelly for an abdomen. Um, like I don't I like there is absolutely no reason that they've given me to give them this much credit. That being said, I think they're a playoff team, absolutely. And I think they're a dangerous team, absolutely. I think they they're in every game with anyone. They shouldn't be given this many points. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh yeah, the odds have been weird this year, man, and yet like People have lost money betting on football all year. So maybe maybe they're smarter than us. Uh, are there any tra- – there haven't been, like, that many major trades this week, but I think some are coming. I think we're going to see a slew of them here. Probably, We'll probably see a couple before the games start on, uh, on Thursday. Um, and I'm excited for it. This is fun. Trades are fun. And then we'll see a couple more before the... the you're, uh, you're forgetting the absolute barn burner that just happened. 
Simon and Caleb traded J- Jacoby Myers and Rondale Moore. Yeah, huge. I said blockbuster. Um, not to mention you and, and Caleb traded 14th and 15th, which yeah. collusion, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> oh, I knew that I was going to get so much flack for that, but Caleb asked me for it, man. Collusion, absolute collusion. You faked. He sent a <laughs> sent a, a text chain, a picture of a text chain to try and absolve himself of, of those sins. It's de- clearly doctored. It's a yeah. farce. Clearly, me texting myself. Uh, anyway, we'll cover any major trades that happen on next week episode. I think we're, I think we're right on like an hour. So. Yeah, the, the the only point to make here, guys, it's it, and it's important now as it is throughout the entire year, is you play fantasy to win championships. It's not a. It's I mean you, you don't want to give up. I mean you don't want to just throw in the towel or anything like that too early or too late or anything like that. But you want to win championships. So if you if there's a move and you think it brings you closer, if if you think it gives you a good chance in a championship, you should make that move. Um. No one care. No one really cares about win percentage over time. Like that's nice to brag about and stuff like that. Championships are the biggest thing. And you know, if if you're a team that is perennially getting into the later rounds of the playoffs, but you never win a championship, your your league mates could care less. Yep. So, just a reminder. Remember, it's not about having a good team. It's about having a team that wins a championship. Yep. So, that's why Simon's one of the greats. That's why Simon is one of the greats, baby. He is in he is in the uh, pantheon of league winners, and I love him for it. Um, I think that's all we got. Closing thoughts? No, I think that's all we got, guys. Um, heck of an episode, and uh, I am going to promise you guys that we don't miss another three weeks in a row. <laughs> and he's going to promise you that he's got some crazy trades in the mix. I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always in the mix and especially at trade deadline, I'm going to do anything I can to make my team better as anyone. Yep. yep. Um, Close us out. Thank you, Sammy, as always for being a uh, excellent co-host. Thank you to the Vegas odd makers for letting us rant for 15 minutes. Uh, thank you to Mitch and Jackson for coming in and uh, supporting us throughout this, this episode. And thank you to our other listeners, as always, for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you next week.